Um, okay, for those of you who don't know, I'm Pastor Joshua Kapczynski. This is my co-host, Pastor Joel Ferry. Hi. And, uh, Good to be is, with you this again. This is The Art of Faith. All right, so I'm doing a sermon series called The Art of Faith. And so I did um, uh, The Beauty in Scripture. So this was my cover. Mm-hmm. And just the just the embellishment of a of an ancient Bible cover, which is what I, I like that. Yeah. And I don't know. It's cool, right? Very cool. Very cool. And my Bible doesn't look like this. My Bible is full of sticky notes. And <laughs> <laughs> my Bible has finger smudges. Finger where... smudges. Some <laughs> highlighters. Yeah. Uh, do you, let me ask you a question. Since you are an artist, uh huh. Do you illustrate in in your Bible? No. Why not? I know because I know because I'm a loser. Same oh reason, no! Same reason why I don't I don't do uh, haven't made a, a soundscape painted a soundscape with worship music. So I yeah I I just I don't. Sorry. That's okay. Going to hell. I, I doubt that you're going to hell, Pastor Joel. <laughs> Uh, All right. So what I did in my in my series is that um, uh, I highlighted our approach and our reverence, yeah, towards scripture, yeah, and we don't have the same reverence, or at least in the modern contemporary church, we don't revere the scripture like the ancients did, or uh-huh. maybe Baptists did. I mean that seriously, um, or as our Catholic brothers and sisters, or Orthodox yeah. brothers and sisters, uh, Episcopalian brothers and sisters, and where they literally have uh, a procession of the Scripture, a parade for the Scripture. Mm-hmm. And they'll bring it, you know, they'll take their time and, mm-hmm. and, and, and celebrate just the presenting of the Word. I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And I know that you in a liturgical church, you have probably a lot more reverence to the Scripture than I do. But... I- well, I'd hope. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that we would. That yeah. would be. That there's... My my thought is is that is is how that came about. Yeah. And I can't get away from the fact that, for, especially in my heritage, come away from, from the Bible representing in early on in our history, representing tyranny and representing the... Not the freedom of the word, but... Um, uh, the freedom of Jesus and 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 the, but Turner Burn right, and uh, it's, it's you know law, right? and you know Bible thumpers right, and it became, and it and it became uncomfortable for people, and 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 that was yeah. highlighted the discomfort that Scripture provided for folks, which is okay right. Okay, so I know you're American Baptist, but how far back does Baptist go? Um, back to the Anabaptists, with uh, a movement, a Reformation, fifteenth century, 14th, yeah, sixteenth century, yeah, right around, right around the Protestant Reformation, okay. all of that was happening, and then, um, and I think the Anabaptist was the most, Im- the the last important uh, breakaway from. Um, Christianity from uh, Catholicism, right. and and their drive was you have the book too, right? They they introduced the Word of God as yes. something that everybody could read, not just yes. from the priest in Latin, where no one could understand what was being said. Absolutely, no. They had so, they had they had the Word of God. It was the yeah. 
uh, it was at that, but at that point, everybody was, um, was still doing um, infant baptism. Mm. And the Anabaptist movement was the, the emphasis on baptizing believers, believers. and people making a confession of faith and then, then being, being baptized. baptized yeah. And so they came under movement, and Anabaptist means rebaptizers. Yeah. Okay. And so what was happening? Everybody back then, if they took a breath in this life and and passed their infancy <laughs> and lived past their infancy, they were baptized. Yeah. And so, but then, um, and I forget the important guys, the people that were doing this, but they, um, but they came around and they were saying that, uh, emphasizing the importance of being baptized as a as a believer, and then yeah. in dunking as Jesus was. Um, and so they refused to baptize infants, and so therefore they came under persecution because they were allowing in- infants to, to, quote unquote, go to hell. Right. And and they they didn't. That's not what they were doing. Right. They were just simply saying, um, God's God has them. God has the innocents. Right. But as an adult, you have to make a choice. Yeah. I love that actually. And so that's that's where we came out of. Do you guys do dedications, baby dedications? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we do too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and that's what I consider when I when I approach. Um, I I love believers' baptism. Yeah, I do too. I just absolutely yeah. I absolutely love it. I probably I probably love baptizing, seeing people come forward to get baptized. A little bit more than just becoming a Christian for the I first time. I agree. So, um, but I love that too. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. But, um, but it's and so what I what I say and how I how I introduce it and thank, thanks to my experience in the in the Christian church for a while to help me kind of be able to articulate it yeah. because they have a they have a great reverence for baptism. And baptism, believers' baptism. Yeah. Uh, but when I introduce it, I said, I said, I know, I know you as some of you have gone through the experience of your parents giving you a great gift, yeah. and they christened you, yeah, yeah. and they dedicated you, they baptized like you. What a lovely thing happened for you, yeah. and what a lovely gift they gave you. Now it's your turn. I love that. It's your turn to be baptized by your choice. Yeah. And to walk in obedience to Christ. I think that that is such a healthy statement to say to begin with. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of truth in that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if we've had this conversation. Are you Calvinist by nature or Armenian? Armenian. Okay, me too. Um, and you and I both are dedicated to the sovereign will of God. I don't mm-hmm. think that that's in question at all when we say that we're mm-hmm. Armenian. Like, I mean, yeah, I believe in God's sovereign will. And I believe in his loving grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the illustrations, I don't even know who came up with it, but I've heard it. I've heard it preached in rough reformed churches mm-hmm. in that, you know, if your child is playing in the street and the, you know, a Mack truck is coming down the road, you're going to jump into the, the street and pull your child out. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. you're going to violate your child's free will. 
And I would do that. You would do that. Mm -hmm. Any normal, compassionate person would save their child from being hit by a car. And that's how God is with us. Mm-hmm. But as we mature and as we grow, we ought to be developing enough uh, spiritual common sense mm-hmm. that we're not playing in the street anymore. <laughs> yeah, number one. Yeah. And and if if a Mack truck is coming, I can, Jeez. I am perfectly wi- able to get out of the road myself. Yeah. I don't need you to save me. Yeah. So I don't know where where all of those lines are drawn. I, I do know that God has many times has violated my free will to save me. You know, he saved me from bad decisions. He has saved me from random death. Mm-hmm. So he's done that for me. Mm-hmm. And now he expects me to be a mature adult mm-hmm. and not to play in the street anymore. Mm-hmm. So I, again, this isn't theology. <laughs> We're probably not the most qualified people to talk about Christian theology, but probably not. You but know, I, I, you know, the, I just all I'm concerned about in on the knowledge I have is I'm, I'm in the safe, loving arms of Jesus, yes. and that's where I want to stay. Yeah, that's just where I want to stay, and that's where is, I'm gonna stay. And His grace is sufficient. His grace is sufficient for me, and I will always be that way. But. You know, and getting back to your point, there is a there is a reverence, and and I loved how they I love the whole idea of loving God's word, yeah, and loving it so much that it it has a special not only a special place in your heart, yeah, but a special place in your house, yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Anabaptists died; they died for it, right? Oh, absolutely! Oh, yeah. they were they were. I mean, they were they were tortured yeah. and martyred f- by fellow Christians. Yeah. You know, um, because they had the the word of God in their own language, and they were reading it for themselves. And they were reading it for the first time. Yeah. And they were they had the audacity to interpret yeah. baptism in the way that they in saw. a way I think yeah. is correct for sure. And and they came under fire for it. Yeah. Um, so out of that movement came the Mennonites and came, came the Amish and you know and the founding of America. The founding of America and the founding of it. There's uh, upon good authority. I mean, some scholars would believe that the Pilgrims were Baptists. Hmm. Hardcore, but yeah. But they were Baptists in nature. That's interesting. Yeah. They were Anabaptists anyway. Yeah. At that point. Wow. Isn't that neat? That is very neat. Yeah. So, we we are we are probably um, American Baptists are are probably the oldest the, denomination. W- probably the oldest denomination in the nation. Protestant. Yeah. And. Um, and then, and then when, well, I mean, probably, and then the Lutherans came over here and, and landed in Minnesota, <laughs> and then messed everything and the Swedes, up. The Swedes came over, and, you know, and the Germans, and and, and I got I got to get you this, but when I was in the museum industry, I got to work with uh, George Washington's Thanksgiving Proclamation. Wow, just one hundred percent faith based. I mean, I know he's criticized for being a deist and yeah. you know, God's a hands-off kind of guy. I would love to have I'll, a copy of that. I'll get it for you. It's, it's really, It's really great. And again, that's something that's not 
I mean, I had the original in my hands, but it's never, it was never taught in school. This mm. is what he believed and this is what he, mm. you know, saw for the country. But that's a different, that's a different topic for today. Yeah. Um, okay. So we've had this conversation that the, the word of God is fascinating. It's bizarre. The book shouldn't exist. Oh, no. 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 <laughs> I mean, that's that's one reason why you and I are sold on it, because we've looked into the Word of God enough and thought about it from an intellectual perspective that we realize that this is stupid. It shouldn't exist. It's yeah. different from any other holy text. Yeah. It's different from the Bhagavad Gita. It's different from the Quran. It's different from... Well, the, you know, um, the, the 6640. Yeah. You know... 66 books written by 40 different yeah. actors, um, authors over a period of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands. years. Thousands yeah. of years. Yeah. And there was one time, and between the Old Testament and the New Testament, there was, there was, uh, there was hundreds of years of, of between nothing. the two books. Of nothing. Of nothing. Yeah. I think it was 400 years of absolutely nothing of God. Nothing. Yeah. They were left on their own. Yeah. And, and our and, nation's not even... 300 years old. And we're freaking out, no, right? No, we're, yeah, yeah, we're freaking out. We're going to hell in a headband. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, uh, yeah, so the, so, so the fact that it's miraculous, God's word is, is so miraculous that we even have it in right. our hands. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I love the notion and the idea of how, how the scrolls were cared for. Yeah. The scrolls had a place, yeah. had a cupboard. They did. And then they were paraded in and out. They were paraded in and they had a blanket yeah. in it. How lovely. Yeah. How lovely is that? I would like to get back to that. I would like to have... And how the I hear under, understood that the Quran, in, in the house of, of Islamic people, the Quran is placed on the highest, yeah. in the highest part of the room. Yeah, and I, I, I clearly, like in my own personal life, I don't do this. And I, I talked about this in my sermon on Sunday. Like all of my study and prep for a sermon or the way that I apply the scriptures to my life, like right now it's all digital. Like I got everything I need at my fingertips. I'll read my tangible word or, or I'll use it on Sunday but if I'm studying, I'm like, I'm into Bible Gateway or Bible yeah. Hub. Yeah. Bible Hub's got all the Greek and Hebrew. I don't have concordances anymore. Uh -huh. Like, I don't have commentaries anymore. They're all there. Everything is there. It's amazing. Okay. Um, it, but I know that there's a huge issue with that. And in that. Okay. Well, but I, I, I think what we're going back to is and and how we are decorating and how we yeah. we're all of this when we talk about all of this all of this is revering the scripture yeah in having a having a a, a place a special place for scripture yeah whether it be in our church and stuff the thing that's wonderful and I don't I I I want to say I'm sorry if it's a blanket statement I want to say that it is a is indicative of Christianity is 
the whole the tradition of memory verses. Yeah. And and so to say that to say that you don't have a special place for your Bible, you're not revering Scripture. I you know I reject that in the name of Jesus because if you're putting Scriptures it, in your heart, yeah, you're revering Scripture. Yeah, I, I think so too. I, was, I mean, I, I you know the Bible doesn't do me any good. Decorate it all up and sitting in the cupboard, right? If or on the pedestal, it's, the it's not going to bring me to tears. Yeah, because it's there. What's going to bring me to tears is the ones in your heart. Is the Lord is my shepherd; I yeah. shall not want. Yeah. He makes me lie down. Those, those are the things that that's the reverence. That's the place where He wants God's word to be, yeah. and not just because somebody says you got to, you know, not not because of. Um, Jack Van Impey, yeah, <laughs> who you know, who says brags about the fact, and he does brag about it. He does trust me, yeah, that he has the whole Bible memorized, and I, uh, you know, that memorization for the sake of memorization doesn't do any good, but memorization for the sake of power. Yeah, yeah, I did a, a very so I I, I preached on the beauty of the scriptures. Mm-hmm. And I probably lo- used less scripture in this sermon than I've ever used wow. in any other sermon. Wow. And then Wednesday night we have a Bible study and Elder Joyce Racine taught slash preached and she went into the full-blown application. She's like, so when you're reading your word of God, be on the lookout for what you're going to memorize next. That was that was one point. Mm-hmm. Like, look for something to memorize. Like, if it resonates with you, well, there you go. Put it on a three by five card and memorize that. Yeah. And you know that was just so practical and so not religious or counting off rosary beads. But like, mm-hmm. if it resonates with your heart, memorize that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's when, it, that's when it has power for you in your eyes. Yeah. Okay, can I ask you something? Sure. All right. Um, what is favorites or, or whatever, what what memory verses, what verses do you have that bring you strength and power just by saying them? And well, I know I would assume there's many. There's many, but the cheesy one that means a lot to me is, uh, is Philippians uh, 4, uh, 16. I can do all things to Christ that gives me strength. So, like that one was uh, boiled into me at a young age, and so four thirteen. Yeah, yeah. So when I'm hitting the wall, that's that's the one I'm that's the one I'm quoting. And and I have learned. Yeah. And then four eight too. Whatever is beautiful, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, well, if anything is. Worthy or praiseworthy, think about these. Well, things. you could you could even start at Philippians four four and just go on yeah, yeah. down, right down through you know, all of that is I, awesome. I, I'm not awesome. gonna I'm not gonna pull a Jack, Jack Empey. Yeah, but my life goal is to memorize the Book of Philippians. Oh, that's word a, for word. What a great and goal! So, so that's gonna be a sermon someday. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna interject. I'm not gonna commentary. I'm just gonna quote Philippians. Word for word in a sermon someday. Oh, bless you for that. that that's, God bless I, like, you. You heard it here, folks. You know, we'll see. Yeah, my I, goal I, is just to sit and memorize a sermon on the mount. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, no. I'll do. I'll just do those. You know, three three chapters. But it's hard. Oh, like, it's, I, I've tried. Those, it's like, really oh, hard. Man, maybe this is I, I'm surprised. Idea. I'm surprised. I have retained 
the memory verses I've retained, you know. Um, mine is, along with all of those yeah. that you mentioned, um, right now the one has most recently has just given me power throughout is uh, Galatians 2.20. Mm. I have been crucified with Christ. It is not I who live, but Christ who lived in me, lives in me. And the life I live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me yeah. and gave his life for me. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Powerful. So that's that to me is reverence and yeah. and but we um yeah. Mako calls him a boss verse. Or a what? A boss. A boss? Boss verse. What's your boss verse? Oh, your, boss your, as in the sixties? Yeah. Boss, cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not the boss verse that you know. Yeah. I Ten Commandments are the your, boss your verse. Boss first, for <laughs> yeah, sure. but no, th those are boss. Yeah, those are boss. I love that. So let's uh, bring back that. Bring back the word boss. Yeah, That's boss. There's probably some words we shouldn't bring back, but that one would be a good one. That would be a good one. Yeah, I like that. I do too. Um, okay, so I know this is an art show, so we have some visual stuff that we should mm -hmm. probably look at. So yeah, I'd love to see some. So we're talking about. Well, I want to talk about, so the early church, they had this beautiful Greek, Koine Greek, right? Mm -hmm. Which is, like, even though it was street Greek, mm -hmm. it's still far superior to our English <laughs> handwriting for the most part, or at least, you know, contemporary yeah. handwriting, it just blows it away. Um, but early on, they began to embellish their Bibles. They begin to add artwork to it. And then, you know, early Middle Ages, we begin to see the illumination of manuscripts. I'm mm -hmm. um, not quite sure exactly how or why this started, but scribes, because before the printing press, scribes were just handwriting everything. Mm -hmm. And, you know... I and it wasn't just... It was yeah. it mean, was like calligraphy, wasn't right. it? Right, and what we would can you know what we say is the dark ages or the medieval times, mm -hmm. and you know bad things were happening during the dark ages. There were monks locked up in monasteries that were making incredible artwork. So not only were they writing the word of God, they were adding beauty onto it. Yes, and. Um, I mean, maybe with the exception of some of this, the the podcasts that we did with the street artists mm -hmm. that were, you know, taking biblical themes mm -hmm. and doing street graffiti, it, there's you know, there's other things um, that are similar to it. Maybe stained glass mm -hmm. would be another example of mm -hmm. people trying to communicate the the word or the gospel through and art. the the point being those that did not have words did not understand words right. could not right. read words yeah the only thing they had was a visual yeah this is how important god's word is yeah. you know but i you know i love that they that they began to illuminate the word of god not that the Word of God needs illuminating, mm -hmm. but this was their expression of worship when they were writing, rewriting mm -hmm. down, when they were transcribing the scriptures. All right, so let's bring up a, an image and let me yeah. look at the 
let's, let's share that one. If you're listening, you need to watch. Oh this. Okay. wow! So this is the Anselm manuscript. This is um, this is uh, it's in Latin. I have no idea what it says. Yeah. Uh, but we could probably get a general idea of maybe what's going on here just by the pictures. Yeah. This one is around 900. Okay. Okay, 900 A.D. Okay. Uh, and it is considered worldwide, this manuscript or this Bible is considered to be one of the best illuminated manuscripts in the world. Okay. And so it, this is all by hand? hand yeah, it's hand all hand, handwritten. So this is not a printed, um, okay. this isn't a Gutenberg print. This is a handwritten, okay. hand copied and then illustrated um, in peace. And so obviously we have the crucifixion, um, and then... It's probably a gospel. It's definitely a gospel, because we yeah. have the crucifixion here, and then the next circle screen there, if you're, if you're watching, just take a look. Uh, the next circle sc screen, I believe, again, I can't read this one, but I believe that this is Jesus, uh, the resurrected Jesus in front of Mary yeah. and Martha. Yeah, absolutely, it looks like that. Yeah. And so... Go ahead. Nine hundred. Yeah, yeah, about that. What was the, what was the Byzantine period? Byzantium period is anywhere's uh, between three hundred to nine hundred. Okay. So the at the fall of the Roman Empire is when the or the the splitting of the Roman Empire yeah. from Rome to Constantinople. Yeah. Uh, the the fall of or not the fall but the the birth of Constantine and primarily the transference of um, you know from a pagan religion into a the Christian religion Holy Roman is Empire. probably again there's probably historians that would disagree with me on that but that's what that's when yeah. the Byzantine you know well began. the reason why I say that is because um, the the palate of the embellishment is um, very limited, and the, right. and, and the Byzantines were were known for their yeah. limited palette and flat base, and blue and browns and, yeah. and oranges. Yeah, yeah, and so this so it has a very iconic icon feel to it. Even feel, though this is exactly. going to be you know relatively after we're gonna we're we're at the verge of the Renaissance right, right here. Right. But yeah, you're absolutely right. This has a very iconic feel to it. Yes. Iconography. Um, but the Byzantines, you know, they weren't doing what the, the, what the Europeans were doing with this. They would not be transcribing the word of God yeah. like this. They would be, they would be, the priests would be proclaiming it from, yeah. from the church yes. in Greek, right? Yeah. Even though probably this time everybody's in Latin speaking. and... Probably even not Latin. Really? That, probably not. Oh wow. Not not the not the Orthodox Church. Okay. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. oh yeah. Okay. Um, and so in the right column uh, is kind of like the big giant major theme of the scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know we have. It's kind of hard to tell, but I think we're we're looking at God the Father, God the Son, and maybe. I'm not quite sure. There's a little green guy up there. I'm not quite sure what that is. But obviously the next one is the temptation. It's the tree of life. Uh, Adam and Eve and the temptation. So it's the, the story. It's, it's the it's, story, yeah. It's, a, it's history. It's a yeah. history of the of Christianity. Yeah. And we have, you know, Jesus and the next one. So it's the whole big giant story. Uh, and then the four Gospels are seen in that bottom blue square. Mm. Uh, in each corner we see one of the Gospels. Mm -hmm. 
and um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah so it's a it's a really cool piece what's awesome about this work it's at the getty it's in our neighborhood oh wow yeah so we can go see it if that's we want neat to. yeah that's neat do you have another yeah uh, another, this one's a little bit later, uh, probably 1300, 1400. So uh -huh. a little bit further into the Renaissance. Again, hand copied Latin. Um, this is going to be Celtic, obviously, Irish. Or yes. Yes. Like 90% Irish. Like this is, this is probably came from an Irish monastery. Yes. Um, definitely Celtic origin. I mean, they're just filling in every empty space with art and I love it. Oh my gosh! I and do then too. the you know the beginnings of the you know the over stylized fonts, you yeah, big giant. I don't know, I don't know if that's an F or a P, but whatever it is, it's it's really cool. It really. I is mean, cool. it takes up a quarter of the page. This big giant F, and yeah, it's in Latin. I have no idea what it says, but it's just beautiful. And this would, is the palette's a little bit better on this one. Would you agree? What's oh, the, a palette as is, an artist? Yeah, and if it you say that it's it's Irish in nature. Yeah, Celtic. Celtic yeah. in nature. Yeah. Oh yeah, I love that. Yeah. So this could have been produced in Ireland or mm -hmm. Northumberland. Mm -hmm. Like if I was to put my money on it, it's going to be Northumberland mm -hmm. revival. Mm -hmm. um, oh wow! Yeah, I love it. That's neat. I love that. Now this one. Do you want to take a stab at how old this one is? No. No. Tell me. This one's a Gutenberg. This is Gutenberg. This is Gutenberg. So this is one of the first printed Bibles in Latin. But Gutenberg was originally printed in Latin. Some 200 Bibles were printed. Uh, 40 of them still exist. Okay. The other, one, other ones were chopped up and dispersed or lost uh, or burned or whatever. But we got 40 fully intact Gutenbergs. Wow. But not all of them were embellished like this. Wow. And so this was printed, and then an artist came in later and hand-decorated it. And again, we have a big oversized stylized yes. font and an arch and decorations yeah. on the side. So, and uh, and gold leaf used. Mm -hmm. Gold leaf, love yeah. that. And, th and that actually was—I forgot to mention that about the other two. The other two had gold too. Okay. So they would take their most precious, valuable um, resource mm -hmm. and decorate their Bibles that, with it. See, that's that's. I mean, that's something that we don't do, right? Yeah, it's just. Yeah. Hmm. And so that's the, that's the point of this one. So Gutenberg it, it, started cranking these things out, and they valued them so much that they would take gold and they would embellish them yeah. with gold. I would love it if, I would love it if, if we, we adapted that old tradition again, and 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 do something ancient and just take time to do it. That's one thing I love about the Japanese culture is the intentionality and the. The reverence they give a task, yeah. anything they do, and it's 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 lovely. And you know, and that you and writing, you know, the calligraphy, yeah, that the Japanese um, and do. the Chinese do. And it the too. Chinese they too. take their time. The Asian, it, yeah, and I love that. Me and that, too. It, oh. we've definitely lost that art. Yeah.
And I mean, to be fair, I mean, the Chinese and the Japanese have lost it too, except for the few. Yeah. What do they call them? Uh, national treasures. Yeah. Where actual individuals, people, are designated as national treasures. Uh. So we had we had a gal on our church, and she was a calligrapher, uh, and she was designated to be a national treasure. Oh of, wow! Of Taiwan, because you know yeah. she was a little rebel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But um, yeah. So that's just interesting that you know he, I like, was I was an embellisher. You were when I was in when I was all. in first grade. Oh yeah. I was an embellisher. You know how you learn to write. You know in first grade, hmm. and the teacher put up a. A paragraph, and we had to copy the paragraph one by one. Um, it just bored me to tears, and so right in the middle of it, I would start making figures out of my cheese, of and have give it eyes and a hat. You probably got in all kinds of trouble. No, I just had this. My mom couldn't understand why I was coming home so late from first grade, and was she was worried. And I said because I had to stay after school and finish my. And finally, the teacher wanted to go home. She just finished the rest mm -hmm. of the paragraph for me because awesome. I was. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, this is a, this is a page out of Gutenberg. Yeah. There are two Gutenbergs in Pasadena. So two. Oh, there's of, one at Huntington. That's what I meant. Yeah, I think they, I think they have two. They only have two. I think they have two at Huntington. Like oh, two wow. fully intact Ooh. Gutenbergs. Yeah. So right in our backyard, two of the forty of the world, and. It's kind of hard for us to get our heads wrapped around it, but Gutenberg was their modern day internet. The the printing press revolutionized revolution everything. 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 It was probably yeah. I think when at the turn of the century when we at the millennial yeah. um they they were highlighting the most important yeah the most important thing that ha ever happened in the in the first millennium. And it was the Gutenberg. And it was the Gutenberg. Yeah. It was good, the printing I mean, press. Yeah. I mean, the Gutenberg to the printing press would probably be like our AOL for the internet. Yeah. But, I mean, it was such <laughs> a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that... Well, that's... that's Yeah. I'm sure our tech guys, Joel and Luke, do you guys even know what AOL is? Oh, yeah. Okay, they've got a... Oh, yeah. All right. So okay. They, all right. Do we have any more pictures? Do I have... Is mine up? Oh, that's no, that's it. Okay, this is one more. Uh, the only reason why I bring this up, this Bible, again, obviously illuminated. This one is a uh, 15th century. I forgot the name of it. Uh, but this sold just last year, under a year ago, at Sotheby's. Oh, crap. Either Sotheby's or Christie's in New York. It sold in New York. Uh huh. This Bible sold for uh, $3.5 million just last year. $3.5 million. $3.5 million. It's a cool Bible. The it's a cool whole, Bible. The whole collection. So uh, it's basically um, somebody went after stolen Nazi treasure. Uh-huh. And so he started acquiring uh -huh. things that the Nazis stole. Three and a half million. Just for that book. For that Bible. But the collection went for $250 million. Wow. And it was all Bibles. Wow. Yeah. All Bibles. Lovely. But this is probably one of the finer pieces. There was another it's, one it's that gorgeous. sold for a little over a million. And then again, you know... Embellished with gold, Renaissance, you know, high Renaissance piece. Love it. All right. Well, wow. okay. This one's yours. Yeah. This is right. this is hanging in my office. This was given to me by my father. Oh, I think wow. on. I think when I when I got my first church as pastor or on my ordination, and this is a this is a copy. 
from the um, from the book of from the Gutenberg Bible. It's a Gutenberg Bible. All right, give me a second. Let me see if I can figure it out. Okay, it's the first page. It's the first page of of the book of Gutenberg. First page of a book in the Bible oh, of, of a, a Gut- book of a one of the books. See, this is why I should have taken Latin. Okay. Is it an epistle? Um, yeah, you could say that. Revelation? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where'd you get it? Uh, that, Apocalypto. Apocalypto, yeah. 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 So this is the first book of first page of Revelation. First page of Revelation. And you can you can see I think it is I don't know if it's in German or Latin I think it's I um, well I can tell you that too because I failed Latin in college okay or failed German but you college. have you have Johannes in there yeah yeah it's Latin it it's yeah. not German but this is this has been in every office I've ever had as a pastor that's great and and then okay so and then you've got these stylized high font letters right? yes. Which is very Celtic in nature. Yes. Like that A is 100% yes. Celtic. And that, yeah, and it's, hmm. To think, I, the, I get a, I get just a, I get a sense of real worship. Yeah, yeah. When I think of the word, and even I, and even if I, I see, I see apocalypto. Mm-hmm. I see that up there, and I know it's Revelation, and I know it's the book of the second coming. It's mm-hmm. the, it's the, it, it's the book of we win, <laughs> and, and through the years, through the years, millions and millions and me, millions of people have laid their eyes on that, on this word, yeah. and have. I mean, people of, you know, 2,000 years ago. I, John, right, <laughs> read that. Yeah. Oh, it's just, it's just, it's just mind-boggling how wonderful God's Word is. And, and the fact that we or have turned... It, it to me, I'm sad, saddened that that the Bible has, in in some sense, has become tyranny mm-hmm. for some. Yeah, and that's I think that's a fair statement. And and it's so much more. It's much. More. And that was my that was my that was my intention of my last sermon that I preached is that the number one thing I wanted people to get is that the scriptures, the Bible. Is a work of art. It is. Okay. Yes, it's a rule book. Yes, it's a guidebook. Yes, it's a compass. Yes, it's I don't know about this one. I've a menu. I've heard it described as a menu. Like whatever. That's a consumer American thing to say. Yeah. But it's a work of art. I mean, it needs to be marveled at, just like you would a painting. And wouldn't that be neat, just as you and I have described going into museums and seeing these masterpieces hanging there? Yeah, and how you and I have watched, seen, you know, Van Gogh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have been absolutely amazed by that, moved and touched by that, and spent time looking at it and thinking of if we could take that approach yeah. to reading the Bible, as opposed to this is gonna okay, make me feel gotta, guilty. Okay, right, okay. Right. I got how many chapters right. do I have? One. Okay. Yeah, and that was that was my my only intention. Like, just be fascinated by it as a work of art. The other illustration that I made and. We'll have this guy on sooner or later, but the artist Hyatt Moore that did that that Last Supper painting in our mm-hmm. sanctuary, uh, which I love, right? And everybody loves it. Mm-hmm. It's just captivating. It sucks everybody in. Yeah, you know, it does its job. It's just yeah. a great, you know, it's a great piece. It evokes emotion. Um, I have Hyatt's catalog. I have a couple of his books, right? Mm-hmm. I got his book. I can look at his work. I can learn about him. I can learn about his process. Mm-hmm. I can learn about his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does not mean I'm experiencing his work. In order for me to experience his work, I got to go into the sanctuary and look at what he painted, like face to face. And that's what I see the Bible as. Like I can learn about God. I can learn about his ways. I can get information and knowledge, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean I'm experiencing his work. Would you right. agree? I, w- I would absolutely agree. Yeah. I, if we, cause, because I, if we would go into the Word with this attitude of, I want to learn, I, I want to see the fingerprints right. of, yeah, yeah. of a Van Gogh. Right. I want to examine the fingerprints. When we go into the Word with that approach and we look at Paul, and we see those words where he says, if we're looking at his fingerprints and we're looking at his experience in that, we see those words in, in Romans where he says, the very thing I hate, I do. Yeah. Yeah. And the things I want to do, I don't do. Right. Hmm. I know. That makes it, that makes it real to me. And, real. and this is, this, these are words that have been spoken through the centuries. Yeah. Now also, I think, and you know, Paul absolutely made that I may know Christ, that I may know. Preach, him. come on. And so, come on. The again, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection right. and the fellowship of His suffering. And again, the book, the Bible, mm. is nothing more than a catalog, unless we have Paul's revelation that I may know Him, mm-hmm. so I can know about Him. Hopefully I'll understand and know and experience his works. But the ultimate goal of this book mm-hmm. is that we, we may know the artist. I know Hyatt more. I have, the, I have the opportunity and I've got his cell phone number. I can call him and mm-hmm. talk to him. I know the artist. And I, I would, maybe we should just cap it here. Like, I want to know the Lord. I want to know the artist. Mm-hmm. And... I want our people to know the artist. Absolutely. I mean, we we can know the book. Yeah. The book's great. Yeah. But the book's not going with us to heaven. My, no. My, uh, you know, I had a a purpose for when I was in charge of the children's ministry. Uh, Vision statement, whatever you call it. I think it's a purpose statement. (laughs) Um, 
it was was simply the purpose of this ministry and our purpose is to help at this point children fall deeply in love with Jesus and his word that proclaims him yeah and that's that's what this is yeah this 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 book which is full of some just boss stories yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the stories are so boss yeah i mean the i best. They're sure. full of it. Yeah. But this book tells me about Jesus. Yeah. yeah. But the God who loved me and a Jesus who walks with me. Yeah. And a spirit that empowers me. Yeah. All right. I think we should probably wrap it up on that. We'll now, wrap it up on that one. We can't get any much better than that. Uh, any other major thoughts? Anyone? Any other major thoughts? <sighs> no. All right. Except to just say... Uh, May the word of God yeah. dwell in you richly. Yeah. And um and be like seeds that are planted in the good soil and that at the time of harvest will yield 50, 40, yeah. 20, 40, 50, 60 Amen. and a hundredfold in your life. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God bless you guys. See you next time. See you next time.